a moment of power. It's time for a Moment of Power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Amen. Truly, I know protocol has been established. Truly, we do give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to the set man of God over this house, Pastor Johnny Latay Henderson, to the First Lady Renee. Amen. To my lovely wife, Elder Teresa Henderson, also to the official staff of this church and members of Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church, and to all other ministers of the gospel in the house. Amen. Truly, also, we want to say Happy Father's Day to all of our fathers in the house. This ladies, welcome all these fathers. the opportunity to be here and also on tomorrow's Juneteenth I'll be free Amen holiday we thank God for that Amen God is just such a good and merciful God yes he is thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come and share a word with you during your 140th church anniversary we thank God you. Amen. Being here all these many years, being a cornerstone in this community. Amen. I seen your theme moving forward by faith coming from Joshua chapter 3 and 5, moving forward by faith. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. To all the teachers and educators in the house. Excuse me today if I don't dot all the I's and cross all the T's. Amen. Come to preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We preach it where a professor can comprehend it and a child can understand it. Amen. Amen. Truly, on Father's Day, and I'm not going to put my son on a pedestal or anything, but I love him. I thank God for him. And when he was coming up, I told him, You're just not going to be not like an ordinary child. You can't do what everybody else does. He wasn't perfect or anything like that. I knew. God have a calling on his life. What greater privilege can a father have? Amen. We're grateful for all of our children. But to be with his son as a pastor. Come on, talk to me. Amen. And that good news. Amen. And had to go to the jailhouse. Anything like that. And you know how it is in our society now. It's a miracle. And a blessing for a young black man to live past the age of 30. Amen. So we thank God for him. Amen. And I don't want him to be like me. I want him to do greater works. I mean, seriously. I want him to be able to do greater works. Amen. Some people say, well, why you didn't name him Johnny Lee? Well, at that particular time, B.C. before Christ, one Johnny Lee Hillison was a no. He <laughs> need no junior. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So we thank God for that. I'm just excited. Amen. Thank God for my wife. Raise your hand, honey. Thank God for her. Amen. Praise Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank God for her. If you have your Bible, I'm not going to be before you long. If you have your Bibles. I want you to turn with us to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16. 
And I asked my son, he said, I asked him, I said, son, but how long do you, you really preach on Sunday? <laughs> well, Pop, about 35 minutes. Man, I just need to finish my introduction for about 35 minutes. <laughs> so y'all bear with us on the day. Amen. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16. I want to begin reading at verse number 13. If you have it, say amen. amen. Thank God for all the choirs and the little children's choir. Amen. Thank God for you all doing such a great work here at Little Zion. Amen. St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, verse number 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am, that I, the Son of Man, am? So they say, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, but John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, hell, New Testament, New King James Version, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We're going to take our main text from verse number 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. You may be seated in this presence. I want to use for a subject briefly, uh, my brothers and sisters. I want to talk briefly about the doctrine of the church. And then I want to use for a subtopic to the little Zion missionary keeping movement. Amen. Bow your heads with me in the word of prayer. Father, we come now once again in the wonderful, mighty, and precious name of Jesus. Father, just to say thank you for another privilege and opportunity to stand on the watch for all the time to preach your word. I acknowledge that you are God, and beside you there is none other, and I can do nothing without you. But with you I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, I pray now as I stand before your people, let not the wrong spirit be projected from this podium. But help me to preach your word out of a spirit of love and humility. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you, Father, that as your word goes forth, it will not return unto you, boy. But it will accomplish the very thing that you sent it for to do. Father, let this be a life-changing word. And Father, we thank you. Anoint me afresh. Use me for your glory. Let Jesus be glorified and the devil be terrified. And Father, we thank you. We honor you. We give you praise. Continue to bless the man of God and his church family, his ministry, his wife. Continue, Father, to do what only you can do. And it's in Jesus' name we do pray and we give thanks. And if you're in agreement with that prayer, say amen, amen. and give God some praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm still kind of like old-fashioned. I still got my Bible. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. One thing I was learning years ago in our so-called school of methods. Amen. They taught us to always have that Bible open. I don't know if you can quote the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You can have the Word of God open. 
If Jesus opened up the scripture when he was in the Son of God, then you need to have the word of God open. Also, we're taught how to use a mic. Amen. Mic is very important. Amen. Praise the Lord. But talk about the doctrine uh, of the church. The church and church doctrine. Doctrine is a teaching that is, is taught of uh, instructions. Why we believe what we believe. It is of the utmost important that in this hour, doctrine must be preached and taught. Because of so many, so much false teachings and false prophets and secular humanism and the so-called New Age movement. These are the times that we are living in. It's a sad thing that preachers, and I, I don't get into attacking preachers and different things like that, but if you preaching something that ain't the gospel, some kind of false teaching, then we're going to have an issue with you. Amen? Amen. But but doctrine, and, and, and we're living in a time now that uh, uh, people say, well, what is the significance of the church? Can I preach? Y'all want to pray with me? And when you deal with doctrine, there are things like the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. I was amused as a young pastor years ago in my church that a lot of people that were saved did not understand the Holy Trinity. And I always break it down to people that God the Father is the supreme judge and that God the Holy Ghost is the high share of heaven. Amen. And that Jesus is our lawyer, the go-between. I, I, that's about the best way that I can break it down. I, I knew that before I got saved, uh, the Holy Ghost convicted me. Amen. And he said, now Johnny, you're guilty of your sins. And I'm going to have to take you before the judge. And I needed a lawyer. And the only lawyer that I could get that did a public defender was Jesus the Christ. And see, this is important because it's a sad thing that in this hour, men and women in God can get up and preach for 45 minutes an hour and don't even mention the name of Jesus. Something wrong with Y'all going to pray with me? Uh, did you know that doctrine, the, the Bible is a doctrine, that sin is a doctrine, that Satan is a doctrine, that we believe in, we believe in Satan. Y'all, here's a whole lot of folk don't even believe in sin anymore, don't even believe in Satan, amen, don't even believe in angels, even angels is a doctrine that we teach uh, from Genesis to Revelation, amen. A lot of people don't even believe in hell anymore. Amen. Y'all don't talk to me. Some folks preach and teach that when you die, that's it. But Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. You have got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that you, when you leave here, you're made up of body, flesh, flesh, soul, and spirit. That when you leave here, there's nothing in the coffin but your body, your soul, and your spirit is going somewhere. Y'all talk that's the reason why when you sleep at night you have dreams and nightmares and because your soul and your spirit it never sleeps so when you die you gonna leave here you going somewhere heaven or hell amen hey, y'all gonna pray for that's all right please look at it don't hold what I preach against my son that's the time to daddy you'll be all right you'll be all right 
the, the doctrine of the church, as you celebrate 140 years, that you know that church, I mean, I said a while ago, that some believe that the church is irrelevant now, amen? I knew we just come out a few couple years of the pandemic, and many of us was unable to come to church because we really didn't know what we were dealing with. And all the technology, live streaming and Zoom and everything. But but the, but the pandemic, COVID is still here. But a whole lot of folks still sitting at home on the couch. Y'all don't hear me. I mean, we, but we can go to Walmart and come on, y'all don't talk to me. We can go to Golden Corral and Walmart and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to church, oh, I'm scared. I ain't going to church. I got Amen. Two of the main functions of the church is Holy Communion and water baptism. Amen. I just want to deal with a few of the terms uh, that deal with salvation. Salvation in many terms, conversion, uh, substitution, reconciliation, uh, propitiation, redemption, and adoption, uh, justification and regeneration, and also sanctification. Is also a doctrine. Amen. Jude talks about it in the last days. That great apostasy. In other words. When he talks about that great apostasy. It's too low. Now he talks about a falling away from the church. I'm talking about the literal body of Christ. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. And then falling away from the truth. Amen. We're living in an hour now. There's so many people. That used to be in the church. Have fallen away. Y'all don't talk to me. That's all right. And in order for one to fall away. You had to first be a part of something. Amen. First Timothy chapter 4. 1 and 2. He said now the spirit expressly says. That in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. Yeah. He ain't talking about the literal brick and wall. And we're going to do it the spiritual aspect and also the brick and mortar. But he's talking about falling away from the faith. In other words, your belief in Jesus Christ. That he was the once crucified and resurrected Savior. Y'all don't talk to me. That's all right. And then God goes on to say that they will give heed. To deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Deceiving and being deceived. And when you set out that word deceit and deceiver. That Bible dictionary says. It's a cause for one to wonder. In other words to lead astray. And there's so many believers that used to be a part of the church. Y'all don't have it. That have fallen away. And they're wondering in the wilderness like they have lost their place they have fallen away from Jesus Christ and then if you study that word out a little bit further it talks about seducing a seducing spirit a seducing spirit causes one to wonder and to lead us straight to deceive and to entice y'all y'all know him. Uh, y'all know y'all ain't got that old y'all don't know what seducing is I don't know when you was in a galaxy 500 on a dead road or, or whatever somebody whispers something in your ears and seduce you entice you I'm just trying to wake some of y'all up because you don't know what seducing 
is. We live in a time now that you can go up on the internet every day of the week and choose a God that you might want to serve. Anything other than Jesus Christ. A whole lot of God's people have been seduced to stop believing in Jesus Christ. I wish to survive a resurrected Savior. Amen. The Bible talks about how you have to guard your eye gate and your ear gate. In other words, the devil is always looking for a wonder. And your eye gate and your ear gate is the witness to your soul. You got to watch what you're looking at. You got a whole lot of men, African American men, men in general. And it's a sad thing that 70% of the men in church are hooked on pornography. You got to understand what pornography is. You just can't look at anything. You just can't let anybody get up in your ear. God gonna talk to me up in here. It's alright to pray at the buffet, amen. In other words, once you get hooked on pornography, that thing burns on your soul. And you cannot look at it for one year. And you still see that image. Because that porn shot has burned an image on your soul. It's the same way with little women when you use your virginity. It's just like a photographer going into a dog room. When you're going to lose your virginity, you're not married and wedlock. And you loses a stain, an imprint on your soul. The devil knows what he does. He's been in business a long time. Oh, It's a sad thing that so many preachers, my God, y'all, that used to preach this glorious gospel, have turned away from the truth, have turned away from the faith. Y'all, find down the Buddha Muhammad. Y'all, I'm trying to help somebody.
and a word of wisdom. A word of wisdom is always present and futuristic. It deals with events, people, places, and things. Just like your Bible talks about the rapture of the church. When the trouble God shall sound, y'all amen. And the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Spirit of his spirit. That's me 
why they got so significant. Oh, the church. Oh, my God. <laughs> the church <laughs> is not an organization. In other words, look at members here. And those that come, you got to let them know that the church is not the moose club. <laughs> it's not Alpha Beta Kappa. Y'all know that. It is not an organization, but the church is a living, life-changing organism. The spiritual church. And then let me focus a little bit on the brick and the malt. He said, Jesus said, my father's house shall be called the house of prayer. The church where the word of God is being preached and taught. The church, I'm talking about the brick and malt, is a place where the choir sang, praises and glory unto God, where we pray and worship Him. The church is where we have our wedding. Y'all know Him. Oh, the 
will build my church. Jesus Christ, the sure foundation. Jesus Christ, He is the rock of my salvation. I don't know nothing else to preach. Y'all do it. I was listening on the radio about a month ago and had these two guys on the radio. He's talking about all these churches, the hip hop gospel, and all that, making all these changes to try to bring young people into church. I know it's a need there now. Come on, talk to me now. I know it's a need there. But then I'm dropped their standards so low. You risk losing the anointing of God over the house of God. You don't want God to walk away and put an Ichabod on the door. Y'all don't hear me.
a job. Rev, you still believe in foolishness. All kind of stuff. I don't even bother with Because one thing I do know. When you leave this world, y'all know that. When you leave this world, y'all know that. I said when you leave this world, you going to find out who the real God is. And I'm going to look for those 13 virgins over there. But you can't find 13 here. Nights, 
selling drugs and all just my story. I can tell my story. I preach out of experience. Thank God for all my sisters that say preaching the glorious gospel. He come from a generation, nothing but preachers. On his mother's side and his father's side, nothing but preachers. But for so many years, I thought that if I died, running out of somebody's house, didn't have no business in, don't in the blank. I'm just keeping it real. Could have been dead. I thought if something happened to me, I'd go to heaven. Mm. The preacher was going to preach my funeral and I'd be buried out there with all my ancestors. Mm -hmm. But I listened to a man singing on the choir, singing solo. That's where he got a sing from. He sang with a rock and roll band and all that. But I was on my way to hell and didn't even know it. But I had a good preacher friend of mine. He was doing MC in the gospel same one night. I'm probably on the choir. Ain't no Jesus. Y'all don't hear me. Sing about a Jesus I didn't even know. He said, oh, son of man. Why are you drinking that rot good look of drink champagne and go to hell in style? Oh my God. I know you're talking about me. I ain't have to say amen or nothing. <laughs> then the choir got up saying, Oh, she was that. Somebody calling your name. Oh my God. That Sunday morning I went to church, sit there. The table there, crying like a little baby. Didn't know why I was crying. I was under conviction. God, the Holy Ghost had convicted me. <laughs> that Sunday night, I said the Son of Prayer in 1984, June. And I got saved. Yes, it hadn't always been perfect. One time I was backslidden, had a calling on my life, ran for seven years. But God, He's a good God. The reason why I'm telling my story is because somebody needs yes, to hear those stories. Yes. That's the reason why a lot of our churches are there. Now, we say now we're so sanctified and holy. We, we, we don't want to tell these young folks where they come from. You got to tell your story. Actually, at one time, I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm Christ. I'm back to drinking, smoking them, birds. I'm no bird like y'all. You know what I'm talking about. You ain't tricking me. If you're somebody else, you know what kind of birds I'm talking about. Yeah. Amen. I couldn't do nothing. Couldn't, go, couldn't nobody do nothing for me until I got back and accepted my calling. One day I was standing out in my yard after I had repented. And in that yard, oh my God, that day I looked up in the air. And I seen something like a cloak coming down like the sky. And, and it, it came landing over me. It covered me like a cloak. And I was burning up. I knew then that God had sanctified and confirmed his calling on me. Yes, Lord, whatever you have me to do. And I say to my son today, just be yourself. You don't try to be like Everybody, just be yourself. Keep it real. People want to see the realness now. They, they, they want to see. That's what. That's what gonna get the church going. People see the realness. You and your wife keep it real with people. Amen. Ain't God alright? 
Thank you, Jesus. The altars are open. A moment of power. It's a moment of power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.